Hey, don't get freaked out, all right? <laughs> well, <laughs> not an encouraging way to oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm recording you right now. I'm recording your voice. <laughs> okay, why? My name is Matt Rath. I am a singer slash songwriter slash wannabe something that is doing his first album at 29. I have no idea how the music industry works. I don't know what to do with it. All I know is that we are finishing it up and I'm looking for a plan. Well, to them open fields what you're listening to is the first track on the album. Gonna take my call. Gonna head out to that place that I know nothing. Believe me, my spot at the table. So this will kind of give you an idea of where we're at on the album. We have strings being added in and uh, mixing going on right now. So we are just a couple couple weeks out from sending it to a masterer, which didn't know what that was until a couple of years ago, but um, that will basically be the one that finishes the album off for us and uh, balances it out. I was thinking about it, and I was thinking it'd be awesome to like track your journey of like trying to figure out how to self-release. I don't know that I don't know that I like know that that's anywhere. So I'm gonna do like I'm gonna do a first episode and see if I can make it something interesting or not, and and then uh, yeah, I just go from there. Nice. Yeah. That's a cool idea. So Glenn is like the coolest dude that I know. Uh, in a combination of a lot of ways, he is a freak show on the guitar, but when I told him I wanted to do a soul album, he asked me if he could produce it and that he'd always wanted to produce a soul album. What would you, what would you describe the sound that we have going on as? Well, I don't know if this, fits it well enough, but earlier on I remember looking for mixes for inspiration and just what genres to look at, like stylistically, and yeah. I found, I felt like there was a lot of cool stuff in playlists termed, um, like, New Soul, Cool. and I kind of, I liked how those words felt, um, I feel like that's what we're trying to do. I feel like we're trying to take something soulful that feels like something lost and used to be valued, you know, 
so this is a perfect example of just who Glenn is because he he's a super intentional but ultra humble guy. He's the kind of guy that just sits there and will listen to you spew off a million things and then he'll just kind of nod his head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes later, he'll say like the most brilliant thing that you can tell he was just pondering and was just letting you get it all out there. Maybe that fits in new soul or maybe, maybe it said neo soul. Oh yeah. Is that what that means? Have you heard that? Yeah, I've definitely I heard that. I remember that's what it said on I said new soul or neo soul. Could it be could it be like neo soul? Like N E Y O? Cause I'm so sick of love. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Okay, that's what we're going for. Neo Soul. This kind of shows you how prepared we are for this. Simple things like when everybody asks you, oh, what um, what genre is the album? And you sit there trying to explain it for 10 minutes because you haven't had that conversation, um, which is kind of probably like the most important part of your branding. Little things like that really got me researching and thinking, what does this strategy even look like? Hello, sir. What's up, brother? How you doing? Just <laughs> living the dream. Hey, <laughs> I've got I've got like a little bit of a cool idea, so... I just need to ask you a couple questions, all right? Sorry if, like, some of them are repetitive. No, go for it. So this is my friend Eric, and he's worked for two of the bigger labels, but I won't say which ones, so I don't get sued or any of that business. But he doesn't anymore. He's independent and uh, just a wealth of information. So I really wanted to pick his brain. So basically I want to like just ask you a couple questions um, that like I really have no idea about and I would imagine like a lot of artists don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, basically I think the first question I want to ask is if you're, if you're a person like me who finishes a product, they have an album done, um, like, do you even talk to labels, or are you kind of like self-releasing now, or how does that how does that even look in 2017? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you definitely people are pitching the labels left and right, but it's it's kind of like anything. Like, how do you get in front of those people? So there's a couple ways to probably do that. One, um, yeah, it's just it's connections right so if you're not using a manager and you're using you know all you're just starting kind of from scratch with knowing anybody then um you can definitely do the linkedin thing which can maybe come across a little bit um a little creepy or just stock like just like in your face yeah i mean because the a and r people from like all the labels are, are getting probably hundreds of those on a weekly basis so that's kind of like that first grasp that you know it, I think a lot of them probably do listen to stuff so if they like it they like it but there's probably others that just completely ignore it so it's really just 
the connection side of things. Uh, um, I know that sounds like such a blanket answer, but um, yeah, y- yeah. I mean, like you how many do everything you can to get in front of A and R people. That's yeah. ultimately who you want to get in front of at labels. And how many, how many like good albums do you think are are made that are just like out there and sitting there because like no one like really good albums and like no one ever listened to them. I mean, to be honest, I think there are a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. I can probably say that for a lot of the artists I work with, you know, they spend a long time on their stuff. And, and it also, I mean, it depends what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like I said, I have musicians who they do this full time and I make a living doing it, but they're not famous but they have people that listen to them. They can fill a room in New York and stuff like that, but their music's out there, but it's not on the radio necessarily. It's, you know, yeah. they're just kind of living in their own little world that they've created for themselves. So, I mean, the thing with, like, the labels is, like I said, you got, it's just all about connection. So you either have a manager or you have, that's, that's why most people will be willing to go with a manager is because they'll sell you on their connections. Yeah. Or, um, or you go out and you play showcases and stuff and try and get on like a CMJ show in New York or South by Southwest and and you just get in front of the people where they're they're ultimately looking for new talent and that, that you're going up against hundreds of other bands but at the same time it, if your music stands out it stands out you know. This is kind of where we hit the point of it being different for everybody and for us in particular. We all have jobs and we have uh, commitments and family. We're a little bit older than some of the younger guys that can just hit the road at any second and just hope. Um, With the group that we compose this music with, I think it would have to start a little bit of a buzz online. So playing out at shows and kind of building our following that way is a little bit more difficult for us. And my plan has never really been to be an acoustic guitar playing singer songwriter without that kind of soul pop sound behind it. I guess like at one point, at what point do you decide, yeah, I want to, I want to get a manager or like, should I just wait till like, managers come to me, you know? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's hard to just be like, oh, I want a manager who's a good one. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Um, it's, it's tricky. It's, you're, you're playing in this world that has no set formula. So it's yeah. like... Um, the thing is, like, the labels eventually, if you do, if you just focus on releasing your music and doing everything you can independently, like, and it's starting to work and gain traction, the labels will find you. That's yeah. kind of how it works. You know, if you don't, if you're not, like, sitting down with a manager beforehand who's going to go in and start pitching you to all these labels and stuff like that, and you start making some buzz, whether it's on Spotify or any streaming service or playing some shows, getting on a festival and like you're, you're somewhat near your hometown or something like that. Like yeah. people will be there and start to 
see that. Like, good A&R reps at all these labels are spread out all over the country and finding stuff. Yeah. And, like, I, you know, I think that we're doing something good, and I I love the product that we're going to put out, but I would imagine everyone has that bias, and everyone thinks that they're doing something super good, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if, if you really look at it as an art form and that's what you're passionate about, yeah, sure, yeah. Love, but but no, but I do think your stuff is really solid. Like I do, I, I think it. Yeah, but thanks. I think it's also it's going to be, um, you know, major labels are first and foremost looking for the next radio hit. Like that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that's like the there's definitely another layer to that where they're like, okay, this is an artist I really like believe in singer songwriter you know all that has said that they're willing to kind of get behind and develop but yeah we're a little too artsy for the radio big radio hit yeah (laughs) that's you know because that they're all looking for the next sean mendez because they you know these are all like kids in their early 20s and stuff and that are trying to like make a name at these giant labels so one of these kids brings in sean mendez He's all he's literally set for life in this industry now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Somebody like me, like what would be another um like what would what would be your advice to like get it in front of people if I go the the self promoting route? Yeah, you can always do like the pre order thing like we were saying, but unless you have huge database of people to speak to and email and everything like that that you're not you, you gotta I guess it's hard it's like you gotta look at it in terms of revenue versus exposure right so yeah. um, I think you have to look at all of your decisions right now in the beginning as how do I get this in front of as many people as possible and it's more of an investment for the longer term than mm-hmm. than trying to think how do I get somebody to pay for this thing right now yeah, that's, that's kind of like, so I think that comes with Spotify and all the streaming stuff, and it comes with trying to get on all these playlists. It's playing the the evils of what this whole world has become, where it's like you have to and essentially sell out in certain areas to be able to reach people. Otherwise, just being like the great creative artists in the corner is going to remain in the corner for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah, or just being more creative than anybody else and, like, doing something that, you know, really hasn't been done but still gets you in front of people in in an an authentic way, you know? Right. That's why I always look at it as never sacrifice on the creation of the music, but you have to think, okay, how does the world work today? How do I discover music if I'm a you know, 18 year old in college or something like that. Like, you know, how do you get in front of those people? They're not necessarily out there, you know, looking, they're not going to find your pre-order on Bandcamp or anything like that. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? Like, it's, and you know, like, I don't mean for any of this to be doom and gloom at all. Like, it's, that's why I, I keep saying, I I believe in the power of the music though too. So, yep. Yep. Just gotta believe in the power of that music.